Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It, The Life and Times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse. But whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. Hello folks, welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It. I want to start off by again saying thank you for listening. I ask that y'all please subscribe and share it with as many folks as you can, because as a matter of the fact, here is the truth as I tell it, but the number of uh, listeners is dwindling, so uh, I don't know what that means. It means either I'm doing a terrible job or everybody's busy, maybe a combination of both, but who knows. Hey, uh, today I want to talk about an event that occurred back in the 70s, and um, it involved Yellow Jackets and Chris James, and Peggy, Peggy James, uh, now Peggy Poole. But anyway, you know, back in Butler, Georgia, back in the in the in the sixties and seventies, mostly the seventies, uh, many many folks probably know that uh, when you got around in the grocery store to the produce side, you were honored and had the privilege to engage and meet Miss Helen James. Now, I'm gonna tell you all right now, that's one of the kindest, sweetest ladies. I have ever met in my entire life. I've met a lot of them. Ms. Helen's right up there at the top when it comes to, she's a sweet, she was sweet, she was generous, she was kind, she was loving, she was firm. You don't want to get on the bad side of Ms. Helen, but she, it took a lot. You had to be shown up bad to get on the bad side of Helen James. That was a great woman, great woman. Loved her, and Lord knows she put up with Bob Daniels. Uh, she would... She would she would uh, vent, I guess is a word, or talk to me sometimes about daddy. And uh, she was never wrong. Let's just say that. She was always spot on. And I'm sure she would probably come home and told Chris and Peggy and Ronald, Gary, and Jack, maybe all of them. Maybe she told them all that stuff about. But I don't see how she put up with daddy. I don't see how anybody put up with daddy. Daddy was hell to work for. Golly. And uh, anyway. But anyway, her son, Chris, was my sister's age, or is my sister's age. And uh, we we uh, growed up in those days, and me and Chris Jane spent a lot of time in the in the woods with BB guns, and I had uh, old pump BB gun or regular old Daisy cock and lock and type stuff, and Chris had a pump. He had a pump BB gun, which I loved, but he was good with it. And we, you know, that was back in the day where you learn how to shoot with a BB gun, and you learn what we didn't know what to call it, bullet drop compensation. We didn't understand that, but. Uh, we knew that if it was long, it was long way. You need to aim a little higher. That's all I'd say. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there was a day that me and Chris had this brainchild idea that we was uh, going. We had made some rabbit boxes. We we're going to set out these rabbit boxes and catch some rabbits in the woods on the on the north side, I guess, of of, of in the woods on his property or his mom and dad's property. But so anyway, so me and Chris, we get on out there. And, and we we're going to put out these rabbit boxes. And I think we had a couple of them. Maybe they was on ropes hanging around our necks, if I remember correctly. But this is to hear me tell it. So this is the way I remember it. We had more than one, and it was cumbersome uh, carrying these rabbit boxes out there. And, and and folks that grew up in the in the, in the the country, you knew how to walk through the woods, and you could spot a rabbit trail. You knew where the rabbits were, were uh, traversing, going back and forth and whatnot, because they, 
they had a little trail going on. So we knew it had a good idea where we were going to put our boxes. Let's put it that way. So anyway, and Chris's father had died uh, in, a, in, a, in his early age. You know, Chris was the, the, the younger of all of them. But his, his daddy had passed away. And I don't really, I don't recall ever having met Mr. Mr. James. I think his name was Jack, but I don't recall ever meeting him. Uh, I just knew his older brothers, Jack and Ronald and Gary and uh, Sister Peggy. But anyway, this was a time where all the boys had gone, I think. And the only only two ch children living at home was uh, Chris and Peggy. And at that time, Peggy was dating uh, her husband, Bobby. And uh, so anyway, uh and there was a there was a, a trail I think that ran all the way through the woods from our house. We lived at that old brick house that we rented from the bones, but there was a trail that went back through them woods and and whatnot. And either we walked or rode many bikes or whatever, or bicycles and rode down the highway. But um, and they had anyway. I'm, I'm start, starting to squirrel. I'm starting to squirrel. Sorry about that. But anyway, so me and Chris were in the woods and we're walking through the woods uh, in the summertime, getting ready to put out these rabbit boxes. And, and, uh, what appeared to be, what appeared to be, uh, and uh, matter of fact, it probably was, it was one of them horse flies or a yellow fly that was flying around Chris's head. And Chris told me this story while we was walking. He told me this story that his daddy had told him. So it's a good story and it worked. I have tried it. I, it is tested and proved to be effective. If anybody wants to know this, you just go ahead and try it, but hear me when I say, and you can, you can verify with Chris James if you want to. But if, if you're in the South and you're walking through the woods and you know, it don't happen when you're out in sunlight. It's when you get in the shades in the woods is these damn yellow flies. Some folks call them deer flies. I call them, I call them a bunch of things that would be inappropriate to say on this here channel. But one of these flies got to flying around Chris's head. And Chris said, you know, my daddy said that if you was to break off a little old piece of fresh limb, it's got some leaves on it and hold it up next to your head. That fly will lose you. And I thought, hmm, okay, I'll, I'll bite. So Chris commences to grab this limb off of uh, just a small branch, break it off of a tree that had some leaves on it. He held it up next to his head and it worked. Sure enough, man, that damn fly lost him. So I thought, boy, if this was only as easy with the Georgia State Patrol, that'd be cool. But anyway, um, so we got on down in the woods a little bit more, and then there was another one flying around his head. And Chris said, well, you know, he did it again. He, he broke him off a little branch with some leaves on it, and he held it next to his head. He turned around and looked at me. <laughs> and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a yellow fly. It wasn't a deer fly or a horse fly, whatever y'all want to call it. It was a daggum yellow jacket. Pow! It landed on his face and popped the crap out of him. <laughs> and it was funny. And all of a sudden, Pop, pop, pop. Three or four more yellow jackets was on him. Man, I was like, good gracious alive. And this all, you know, this all transpires in a matter of, you know, probably less than five seconds, probably less than three seconds. And I'm like, dang, man, he got some yellow jackets on him. And I look down at my feet and I am standing over a small hole in the ground. And it looks like somebody's pulling a string of, of yellow, orange pearls on a string out of a hole and these damn yellow jackets have uh, come out of there and they're in a line, man. And I mean, they're getting at it. Well, either me or Chris, one of us, both of us, I don't know, but we was in a bad spot. 
because we had evidently disturbed them old boys, and they come flying out of a hole, and they was wanting to make things right for themselves. Well, Chris was older than me, and Chris could run faster than me, and he lit off back to the house. Back, I think I think it was up a little hill, if I remember right. But Chris takes off running. Well, I take off running behind him. I got these damn rabbit boxes on me. Anyway, and now the 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 sensation of oh my gosh, these SOBs are all over me. I'd already passed that because they was just stinging the dog crap out of me. And I mean, man, it, they were everywhere. My legs, my back, my face, my neck, pop, 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 and it was getting it. Well, the only thing I could see of Chris James was the bottom of his shoes and the back of his damn elbows. Whew. Chris was gone, man. He lit off. And it was everything I could do to catch up with him, and I didn't. But I got back up there to the clearing and got in his yard, and he was already in the house. And I went flying in the house, old screen door, slammed the screen door, and Peggy's already on him, and I'm in the house. And, of course, they was all over us. So we brought yellow jackets in the house. And you could hear them. You could hear them. It, it looked like little taps. But these sap, these damn yellow jackets had followed me and Chris all the way back out of the woods up to the house. And it was hitting the screens on the windows and the doors. And I thought, God, this is like some kind of damn, uh, what was that guy that did the Birds movie? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. It was like a freaking Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds, but he would have changed the name of it and said The Yellow Jackets. These, oh man, it was bad. And we're in the house. Peggy's jumping around. Me and Chris, I don't remember Chris. Maybe Chris didn't scream. But anyway, I was screaming. I was screaming. I was screaming my damn head off. And we were trying to get the clothes off of us because Peggy's hollering, get your clothes off. Clothes are going off. And we're killing Yellow, yellow Jacket. She's got a fly water. And man, it's hurting. It's hurting bad. I mean, all I can tell you is, is it, it felt like uh, felt like somebody was holding lit matches at different spots on my body all over me. And man, it was hurting. And and things kind of subsided a little bit. And I'm whimpering. I don't know what Chris is doing, but uh, we're all our, this is the next part I remember. Peggy had flash water. She's killing yellow jackets. We're sitting there in our skivvies. And uh, Chris is sitting across the kitchen table in his mama's kitchen. I'm sitting there. Y'all ain't making this up. And another one lights on his damn lip and pops him again. And I, <laughs> anyway, so Peggy gets a bunch of, I think it was uh, bleach. She's got some Clorox, put it in the bowl. And I don't know where she got the cigarettes from, but she got some tobacco. And she commenced to making little old, uh, little patches made out of uh, chewing tobacco. And, or, or, or it was tobacco. I don't know if it was chewing tobacco or cigarette tobacco. But anyway, it was that and bleach. And she was putting on them stings. Bottom line is, is once it was all over with, you, you, you can count them. I was stung 67 times that day. 67. 67 yellow jacket stings in one sitting. Let me tell you, I, uh, I guess mom and daddy, I don't know if they give this stuff when I saw it back then. I'm just damn glad I wasn't. I'm glad now that I wasn't allergic to them because I didn't know anybody back then. I don't recall anybody bearing no allergic to any kind of yellow jacket sting, but me and Chris obviously weren't. Uh, I think I think a cub one being stung Peggy. I don't know. Maybe somebody will make a comment about it, whatnot. But so, is there any lessons learned to be this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Run and run fast. And uh, I, I I remember one day when my son was was a young man. He was he was probably you know adolescent, thirteen, fourteen years old. I was weed whacking. I was supervising him cutting grass with a push mower. I look over there to my left, and my son's. 
and it's one of them lawnmowers, you, you know, if you let go of the handle, the, the mower quit running because of all in the spirit of safety. But uh, he was holding on to the lawnmower, and it was still running. I got the weed whacker going. I'm probably about 10 feet away from him. He's in, he's in short britches with, you know, shoes and socks on. And I look over there, and hell, he, he's still holding on to the lawnmower handle. The mower's running, but he's dancing, and he's slapping his feet. And I thought, what the hell's he doing? <laughs> He'd run over a yellow jacket nest. But he didn't run. He just held on to the mower and commenced to fight. So Dwayne stood his ground and fought the Yellow Jackets nobly. That's where he went to school, be a Yellow Jacket. But uh, anyway, that's all I can say. Oh, oh, and one one other part, one other part, since we're talking about Yellow Jackets. Uh, I heard this, and it works. It does work. If you, you know, if you have a back porch or, you know, or, or somewhere around your house and you notice on them good hot summer days and you're outside trying to enjoy your outdoors, and all of a sudden, you know, you just got an abundance of yellow jackets. There, that means that there's a nest close by. Now, yellow jackets can smell, uh, you know, uh, uh, a damn glass of wine or a beer or a Mountain Dew or a piece of chicken or a, or a piece of shrimp or fish. They smell that damn thing. Hell, a thousand miles. They'll come. I'm just joking. Not a thousand miles. Anyway, they'll come. Let's put it that way. Here's what I learned. That if you want to get rid of some yellow jackets without having to go through all the trouble trying to find them, Get yourself one of them little pie pans, or you can use a plate, but use you know something disposable. You get yourself an aluminum pie pan, and you can fill that pie pan up with some water uh, up to the brim, <clears throat> and then you squirt yourself a good amount of, uh, of liquid soap in it, like uh, Dawn dishwashing or ivory liquid, whatever, dishwashing soap. Squirt yourself a, a, an ample supply of dishwashing liquid in there, and and let it sit in that water. And then you get your three sticks. You can get your four, but three works because you make yourself a teepee. So you get to them three sticks and you, and you tie them at the top and you make yourself basically a tripod that'll fit down inside that pie pan. And then you get yourself a little, little piece of string and you tie it up at the top of the teepee and you measure the string down to where it's just about there close to the water. And then you tie yourself a piece of bait. Now it could be an old piece of fish, a piece of fresh a little piece of, piece of chicken meat, but I'm going to tell you what, get some, get some yellow jackets. I mean, it's like, woo, probably like a bunch of sailors around a whorehouse. They get excited, but you can get yourself a piece of shrimp and you hang yourself a piece of shrimp or a piece of fish and you hang it on that string hanging from the top of that little teepee and get that piece of shrimp just right there where it's almost touching that damn water. I'm talking about a, about a quarter of an inch, eighth of an inch. You set that outside, you go out there the next day, that pie pan won't be full. It'll be full of a few other things, but for the most part, it'll be full of damn dead yellow jackets. Because see, when that yellow jackets, they get out there and and they get to bumping and to fighting over the, who going to get on the shrimp, and, and they'll touch that water. They'll touch that water, believe me, you. And as soon as they do, that dishwashing liquid immediately bonds their wings and they become flightless. And they just lay there and they drown. They live a good life. So, uh, I'm talking about the Yellow Jackets, and the Yellow Jackets play the Georgia Bulldogs today. It, it is. Today is the 26th of November and the year of our Lord, 2022, and we'll see what's going to happen about that game, but uh, that's it. I always say I'm going to try to keep it under 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm about there, but uh, I, uh, I appreciate my time growing up with Chris James. I learned a lot. I wish I'd have met his daddy. He had an awesome family. He's got an awesome family. His mama was absolutely awesome. Um, I love Helen James. I loved her. Miss Helen James is a good woman. Good woman. Good woman. 
and he's and he's got great brothers and and a, and a wonderful sister, a wonderful sister. Peggy, Peggy is a is a is a uh, she's a good person. She's a good person. So, all right, that's it. So, uh, as my Mike, my my great American friend Mike Coker from Elgin, South Carolina, would say, bicycle. Uh-huh.